Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be going over some of the recent news in the CDL, a couple coach signings, GM signings, a couple players announced, uh, some news for not the next Call of Duty title in MW2, not the one after that, but maybe the one uh, in 2025, some more MW2 year two rumors, uh, some events that are going on. And then just like we did last week, we are going to go over uh, my top five pub maps, competitive maps, guns, and players as we stand right now and what I could think of off the top of my head, just like Brock did last week. Uh, but before we get into any of that, Brock, how you doing today? Oh, doing pretty dang well on this fine Wednesday, Wednesday evening, I should say. Just getting ready, excited for another podcast episode. All right. And yeah, this is this is so weird that we're doing it on Wednesday. Once the season kicks off, we're probably going to move to Mondays just to get right after it following matches on the weekend and then get ahead of the matches that usually start on like Thursdays or Fridays yeah. during the year. So we'll be moving to Mondays probably in like, I don't know, five, six, seven weeks as we approach the season to get on a normal schedule. But doing Wednesdays for now, if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Now we're on the road to 800 subs after just hitting 700. So we thank you guys for that support again. And if you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow on there, drop a five-star review. Um, we really appreciate the support as always, and let's jump into the news, Brock, if you're ready. Yes, I'm ready. The first one is uh, maybe near and dear to both of our hearts from our <laughs> history and uh, competitive COD, and that is Revan was announced as the Seattle Surge GM. Um, this is something I think I've talked about slightly way back in the podcast. If you're an OG listener, you might remember me talking about this, but me, Brock, all of our friends that watch competitive COD, all of our IRL friends, we're all Revan stands. Uh, ever since back in the day, he was a BO3 commentator and was like a color analyst and did the Telestrator and like broke down plays. We were all Revan stands. Yes. Oh, I, I, I love the Telestrator plays <laughs> you cook up on there. Oh, Revan. I think like the best thing about Revan is he is like, you never have to question his passion. He is so passionate about competitive COD that like he, he would be a guy that I would always want in my corner, whether it was doing stats or coaching, assistant coaching GM. I would just want him involved with my team because he is super passionate. Yeah. He, he's a diehard COD, COD, COD fan. He's just like, he gets so nerdy about the games, which is the best thing you can have in a coach or a GM uh, or somebody like that. Like he gets yeah. so nerdy and passionate about the little things, which to me probably makes a good GM. Yeah, he also knows since he was a he was a player, I think, for a little bit back in the yeah. day. So he was he always like on those like you know like placing pro like fringe teams like those top sixteen teams. Yeah, so I think he's a good understanding of how it works, how the players work and stuff with that. And he's been a coach for a long time, and also like you never hear anybody talk bad about him. They all really like working with him, and they all respect his knowledge, which. To me, with some of these coaches, like we heard with the NYSL thing um, with their coach last year, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. D-Real? Uh, yeah. Yeah. D-Real, like you heard like maybe some Krim not respecting him and stuff, but Krim really respected Revan. Um, and like that's like half the battle in COD is like these players obviously like are younger. Some of them may have egos. Half the battle with the coach is just respecting them. Granted, he's not coaching, but like they're going to respect his input as the GM. Maybe if he wants to do something um as a coach or if he wants to like say like hey what if we made this roster move like i feel like people aren't just gonna brush it off they're gonna actually consider what he has to say because a lot of people do really respect him in the community yeah it's a good pickup for surge i'll never forget i definitely have talked about this way back on the podcast and i told you about it but when i was at bo4 champs he was coaching eg and eg we've talked about it a million times had the ultimate troll against uh united when they oh, almost yeah. won the map four and revan was literally in front of like the screen on the stage, screaming his lungs out at the screen as EG was making mistake after mistake to blow that map four and eventually blow the series. And after I saw that, I was like, that guy is so passionate. I want him in my corner ever. If I'm on a team, I want him coaching my team because he cares like as much, if not more than the players, it seems like, which is all you can ask for. Yeah, you you want him in your corner, and that's for sure. They have, what's that guy? Uh, Phoenix, Sam Phoenix, as their uh, coach yeah. still. And yep. from all accounts, like everybody says he's a really good coach as well. So it seems like they have a... Pretty nice staff built on surge from where they were just two years ago in Cold War to bottom of the barrel to now. They seem like they have a pretty good foundation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sender parting ways with Optic. One person signed, another person leaving. Obviously, Sender has been a head coach or assistant coach on Optic since the inception of the CDL. He's been like he was with Huntsman um, in MW, then mm -hmm. obviously with Optic in Cold War and this past year in Vanguard. So 
Uh, I believe he was like head coach the first few years and then kind of more transitioned to assistant with Rambo and like more in charge of S and D this year. Yeah. Uh, but he is apparently leaving. I think he wanted a, a bigger role within the, the org, which is probably not going to happen with Rambo there. Yeah. Rambo's kind of viewed as like top dog in terms of coaches or like one of the top dogs. And he just has more history with hex and optic in general. Yeah. So I feel like that gave him the advantage and, um, I can't blame him for wanting to leave because, like, obviously, if there's a head coaching opportunity, which I feel like he'll get, because I feel like he's also another pretty respected coach. Yeah. So, like, I feel like he'll get another opportunity to be a head coach, and I think he'll be pretty good at it because he seems like he's, like, really approachable to the players, and people seem to respect him, and he's super easy to work with and will offer his input. The only thing I maybe worry about is because he's almost too nice of a guy that maybe he won't be willing to like put his foot down and get his point across. And that could be completely wrong. Maybe behind the scenes he is, but he comes off as such a nice guy that sometimes as a coach, you got to have that meat streak in you. Yeah, that, that is true. He's also a pop and daddy. Never know where he's going to be. Tiptoeing across the stage. Yep. <laughs> I'll be interested to see where he goes though. Uh, I'm excited because I do think he could be valuable to a team. I also think optic didn't necessarily maybe give him the right tools in his first two years as head coach. Cause like they still have never hired an analyst which like yeah. all these other teams have analysts and like people, unless like they're behind the scenes hiding it that we don't know about. But like I heard that there were some rumors that like JP, the guy who has been with uh, New York uh, in the past few years might've like potentially Ooh. been signing with optic, which would be huge. But I feel like maybe give sender a full like analytics department and some, some more help and maybe he could go be a fantastic head coach somewhere. Yeah. Well, wherever he goes, wish him the best. Yeah. All right. Then speaking of some more roster moves, actual players this time, Nothing surprising here. We're not shocked by this. We've already talked about this uh, in the past, but Kismet and Hydra are officially announced as re-signed with NYSL, and then Skies, a new player coming in, was announced. Um, I don't really have too much in this. We've talked about it. We know that their fourth, unless something wild happens, is Priesta. So Kismet, Hydra, Skies, Priesta. I like the roster a lot. I think it has a high ceiling, but I'm also a little worried about, you know, Skies and Hydra play Val till 6 a.m. before practice and stuff. Um, yeah, that might be an issue. So a little worried about that, but I mean, excited for this team. I think it's got crazy high potential and it's a pretty young roster overall. So maybe they could gel and spend a few years together. Yeah, I, I just like Kismet and Hydro. They, I think they work really well together. I do too. I, I feel like, like Kismet first, is I, just so willing to do the dirty work. Yeah, what you need. And Hydra wants to go around and kill, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but he needs a sub like Kismet with him that will do the dirty work. Yeah. I I also really like I feel like the weakness of this team last year wasn't like I don't know if Kismet's gonna slay as well as he did in Vanguard when he joined NYSL because like that's the best level we've ever seen Kismet at and he mm-hmm. definitely has the potential to do that and we like we know how Hydra's gonna do but I feel like their their downfall last year was Paul and Krim just couldn't keep up with other ARs but I feel like with Skies and Priesta they definitely have more potential to keep up they definitely do have potential, but Priesta hasn't been performing very well the last couple of years, so... No. Hopefully he I turns mean, it around. We probably haven't seen Priesta at that top level, maybe one tournament or towards the end of the year in Cold War when Minnesota was having success, maybe a little bit, but before that, we hadn't seen him at that Priesta level that we know he can hit since BO4. Yeah, he is running a submachine gun. Yeah, when he was on 100T, then MW kind of... He was on a good phase team, but he really struggled individually. Yeah. We'll see. I'm I'm excited for that roster, though. I think they're going to be one of the teams that early on in the year, when I see NYSLs listed on a match, they're going to be one of the number one teams I want to tune in and see how they're doing early. Yeah, definitely need the teamwork, though. Yeah. All right. Next thing. This is an interesting one for both you and me. We might ruffle some feathers here. We might cause some people to <laughs> print down to the comment section and start raging at us. But that's okay, AW2 though. rumors slated to arrive around 2025. Uh, and based on that, that means we have two years of MW2 and then we get the Treyarch game. But if this rumor of AW2 is apparently supposed to arrive in 2025, that would mean we only have one year of Treyarch's title, whatever that is. Um, a bunch of different, like somewhat at least reputable sources were, po- were posting this. And then Charlie Intel, kind of like the number one source for COD News, denied that um, AW2 is actually in development at Sledgehammer. So kind of some mixed reviews. We're not really 100% sure, but it definitely got the community talking today. Honestly, let's go back to Jetpacks, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty well documented. I mean, you guys might not know how Brock feels, but it's pretty well documented how I feel. Uh, I don't hate boots in the ground games. I think some of the best CODs ever made have been boots on the ground. BO4, MW2, MW3, BO2, BO1, all those games. Um, 
I think are some of the best games ever made. Um, not just CODs, but just some of the best games ever made. I, I like Boots in the Ground, but the fact of the matter is, when was the last true Boots in the Ground game that we had that was great? A lot of people don't true. consider BO4 really Boots on the Ground. because of like Boots on the Ground, like No Slide Cancel? Yeah. MW3, maybe? Uh, Black Ops 2? Oh, I forget. Yep, you're right. I forget Black Ops 2 comes after MW3. Um, that's probably the last great true Boots with like No Slide Cancel, right? If we're not considering... Yeah, because BO4, BO4 is kind of advanced movement. Yeah, it's 2012. I mean, you and I were in like middle school. Yeah, and now <laughs> uh, I'm graduated from college, so it's been a while since they've uh, released a, a good true boots game. So like at some point, they're just not going to do it. And they have three jetpack titles. There's a lot of fans of them. It creates some new hype. Uh, I want it to be true. For some reason, I have a feeling it's not true. But I really want it to be true because I love the advanced movement games. I think they're way more fun to watch. Specifically, Uplink is by far the best third game all we ever had. If we had a year of yes. Hardpoint, Search, and Uplink, um, we're in for a good year. Yes, Uplink, please. Boots, boots on the ground. Uh, we can have it next year. Then, and then we can go back years, to probably. some jetpacks. Uh, I like... Uh, Boots on the ground is not like bad by any means. Like if you make a good boots game, it's amazing. It's super fun to play. Like there's nothing wrong with it. But at this point, I feel like a bad. This might be really controversial to say too, but we'll hear your thoughts on it. I'd rather play like a bad jetpack game than a bad boots game. Yeah, I just I just want to fire on the map. To be honest, <laughs> like I feel like a lot more a lot more fun for me and the viewers. I, I think. It's more fun for the viewers because of uh, I can get why like players might not want it. If you're a pro player and like with wall running and like the dashing and how fluky it could be, I can understand why you wouldn't want that. But from a viewer perspective, it's way more fun to be able to watch somebody like in a one v three actually like make a crazy play and like fly around and get a kill than like in this year in MW two with how loud the footsteps are and how fast you kill. Like if you're in a one v three, like they're just gonna sound hard you preem you and there's no way you're gonna clutch it. Like it's not possible. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> but in a jetpack game, like you can make some crazy plays and like clutch up, and I'd be very yeah. excited. The one thing I don't like though is that would mean only one year of a Treyarch game. Which, why on earth would you ever move to a two-year cycle only for Infinity Ward, the worst developer, <laughs> and then go to one year of Treyarch and one year of Sledgehammer? Which Sledgehammer really hasn't been great, but I'd much rather play World War Two um or aw than some of these past uh infinity war titles like modern warfare 2019 or modern warfare 2 like i'd much rather play the re- the last two recent not counting vanguard uh sledgehammer games yeah honestly well, let's just let's go to jetpacks next year got the game <laughs> that ain't gonna happen but <laughs> speaking of next year we do have a rumor i got the tweet pulled up i can read it a little bit this i'm like ridiculously excited about like i caught myself Almost like when we were a little younger and we were kind of like blissfully waiting for the new COD and we kind of didn't know like like now we're kind of like excited because we love COD but also kind of skeptical because we know like our hopes aren't super high for what the game's going to be. Mm-hmm. But like this has me back to that state of being a, a young kid when the next COD was going to come out and I like didn't even care. I just love COD so much. I just couldn't wait to play it. This is what I have that level of excitement for this. So like I'm just getting myself set to be like let down and it's bad. But um, the Ghost of Hope, who is an extremely, extremely reliable COD leaker, like he's leaked a ton of stuff that's been correct. Um, he said more news today uh, or yesterday to celebrate 20 years of Call of Duty. A paid, I mean, you're gonna have to pay for it, which sucks. Greatest hits map pack is in development on top of MW2 2009, so the original MW2 maps. These would also include other classic maps from Infinity War, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer's catalog, meant to be released for MW2 Year Two. So every single Modern Warfare 2 original map. And then select maps from other Infinity Ward titles like Ghosts or MW 2019 um, or MW3, COD 4, those kind of things. Treyarch games, so all the Black Ops. Uh, and then Sledgehammer games, probably not AW because of the jetpacks, but maybe like World War II, Vanguard. <laughs> Ooh, um, but all those maps potentially getting released in MW2 Year 2. I mean, like to say I'm excited for the potential of that is an understatement, but I don't want to get myself too hyped because of how much I've been let down with COD over the years. Yeah, that's true. But if it is true, the second year of CDL for uh, MW2 could feature those maps, maybe. 
yeah if the game like let's say the time to kill is slightly higher like over the course of those years they finally like tune it up or like in cdl mode they tune it up to like 125 percent or something and then we get those maps and like they find a way to make hardpoint work on mw2 maps or just have those extra maps in like the map pool could be massive in terms of like we could have 10 maps for hardpoint or something and then you get like two vetoes per team then you pick and some maps are just left out like we could have massive map pools that lead to huge skill gaps in year two and yeah i mean year two could be so fun like if if we're playing um terminal search and we're playing raid hardpoint and then we move to like standoff ctf and then we go back onto like some actual mw2 map like if we're just switching between all these great maps like that's what we've been talking about for years we want in call of duty so like just talking about right there you can tell i'm getting excited about it but i don't want to get my hopes up because they're probably going to find a way to mess this up or it not be real or something yeah well let's just hope because you know that'd be very interesting to watch like a bunch of different maps from different games it'd also be a lot of fun to play yeah it definitely like it's the best it's the best of both worlds like imagine one map we can load into raid hardpoint but then all of a sudden like the next map we're loading into like i don't know like let's say they make a MW, like what would be a search map for MW2 probably? Uh, like a terminal or something? Yeah. Terminal. Like high rise maybe? Uh, scrapyard? Like, yeah, scrapyard. Like let's say we're loading into a, a raid hardpoint and the next time we search we get a scrapyard uh, search or something. Like that would be so fun. You're just like a mixture. It's like all of COD's greatest hits into one with all the maps and modes. Like that would be yeah. so fun and ranked. Like even pubs. Like, I'm going to be honest at this point, we, I know you feel like this as well. Like, it's hard for me to play pubs on a game I don't really love because I just played so many pubs back in the day that, like, if I'm not loving the game, I can't fake it to myself and play pubs. I basically can only play ranked. And this might make me want to play pubs if I'm just able to play all the greatest maps that have ever been out. Yeah. P- pubs these days, I, I just play for the, when the first game first comes out for like a week. Then after that, I bet you just custom games, that's, GBs, yeah. you know? GBs ranked. Yeah, ranked. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I could play pubs like I used to, but I just just can't anymore. Back when you just blindly loved the games and yeah, I didn't even know about ranked at the time. Just yeah. it was there. You just play pubs for hours. Yeah. All right, then next thing, if you're ready to move on, is the the hitch event that is happening yes. at the esports stadium in Arlington, October fifteenth and sixteenth. So not this coming weekend, but the next one. I would absolutely love to go to this um unfortunately we're still in wisconsin so that's kind of a far trip and stuff but it's a black ops 2 invitational but it also has like a super smash melee tournament and then there's like astro Mm -hmm. and i can't remember who else somebody else are playing in like a fifa 06 match or something and there's like all these cool like video game events going on but it's also a black ops 2 invitational uh it's for charity for november uh i can't november i believe is men's mental health and suicide awareness so a good cause there as well yep and then um, the teams are so entertaining. We got Skump, Big T, Arcides, and Pristini, Rambo, Karma, Merc, and Temp, Bose, Killa, Clay, and Methods. That team is going to be comedy. Uh, and then Envoy, JCap, Krim, and Aches, as well as a bunch of other events going on there. So that would be like super, super fun to watch coming up here in a few weeks. And who you got taking it? What team you got taking it? Uh, what team do I have? We got the Skump team, the um, Rambo team, the Bose team, and the Envoy team. Uh, I'm going to go with Skump, Big T, or Stevie. <laughs> it's like, I don't, so I don't, it's like, I don't even know really who to it's, pick. It's like who ended up getting on the game and grinding the week before because you know, like 99% of them, maybe one guy's going to get on and grind and he's going to hard carry him in the tournament, but like they're going there for yeah. fun. It's, Honestly, I just want all I want out of the tournament is I want that Killa and Embos team to have a permanent listen in. I just want to like listen to them the whole time. Oh, yes, and I, I want I want to hear some trash talk. That would be very comedy. And I feel like these are all like these are a lot of OGs. Like really, the only like younger guys are maybe Temp, but even he played since like AW. Like these are a lot of OGs. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun to like see like guys like Big T and like Rambo and Merc and Bose and Killa. Uh, even like Jcap and Aches, like guys that we haven't seen compete but are absolute legends of the scene. That'll just that'll be super fun to watch and on a good game like BO2 for a good cause. I'm I'm definitely going to be tuning in to watch. It'd be hilarious. I'm just, I'm not, not, not just thinking about more. I think there's like a Super Smash Open tournament, which could be pretty fun to watch. Obviously, that's a pretty big game, and like I think they're having like an open tournament for like people in the area to come compete for cash prizes and stuff. 
Yeah. I wonder if uh, the TST boys and someone else is going to play. I think the TST boys are like commentating most of everything that's happening on the weekend. Oh, okay. I think they're like casting matches and stuff like that. Like basically being like the event host for the weekend, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know for thought, sure, but I'm pretty sure. I thought I heard something earlier. That was like a couple weeks ago, though. Like they might be playing with a pickup. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe if like people can't make it or something. Yeah, they'll like fill in. But I'm pretty sure the idea is to have them like host the event and cast, which they're also super entertaining. So that'll be good. Yeah, they're funny. Funny to watch. Yeah. All right. So then we've got uh, the challenger teams. Last thing before we jump into my top fives challenger teams. I've got a list here um, of some early apparently rumored challenger teams. And, you know, these are from september 29th like about a week ago so you never know this could easily have changed you know, you know, challenges challenges is. Is. every single roster could be changed but na some notable ones gunless pristini ghosty and pentagram uh saints decimate blast and mohawk sensor beans shawnee and volance uh yees fire exotic gintroid two real mock hollow and yuli uh before we go into EU, you got any teams that stand out i know you're a doug guy so the doug bean shawnee volans teams gotta stand out to you a little bit uh yeah sensor beans shawnee yeah i mean went in. definitely winning that team is that it might be doug's better best than team it might be better than doug's team last year because it's just it's uh shawnee and volans are two players he played with like all of last year and that volans kid is nasty yeah, I would see him like post stuff on uh, Twitter, like Hunter Ping, Hunter Ping this. Yeah, wait for he's disgusting. And then Shawnee is just like a steady main AR. And then I mean, they're switching basically Ghosty off for Beans, and from like all accounts, Beans might be like the best challenger player to a lot of people last year, or like yeah. one of them. Yeah. So yeah. maybe an upgrade there. Doug's team could be pretty good. That Gunless Pristini team is fun to me as well. I'm assuming Gunless is running main on that team, huh? Um. Yeah. I would I believe. Uh, yeah. like, I think Ghosty like flexed a lot of the time last year on Doug's team. So I'm assuming he's probably flexing. Gunless is probably running main. Or those two are like your two ARs and Pristini and Pentagram sub. That's an interesting team. Obviously, we talked about that Saints Decimate team. That's very good as well. Yeah. Uh, all I got to say is the the two real mock hollow Yuli. Every time I, I see this Yuli guy, I always think of uh, Aqua. Because his name is Uli too. Every single just... comment too on these, it's always something like, let's see if I scroll down, there's always a comment that says, is Yuli Aqua? Every single time somebody asks, yep, here yeah. it is. It's Yuli Aqua, and then CDL Intel says, nah, different person. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, that team would be better if they had Aqua. Uh, that's probably my least... Is that be, I don't, does he even play anymore? I thought... Oh, he definitely retired last year and was like streaming Warzone. I'm pretty sure he's playing in the CCL this year, College Cod. Oh. I think he got a scholarship to go to university, get his degree while playing, and he's going to dominate in the CCL. He's disgusting. Aqua he's was always drop, a great player. He's going to like a 2.0. <laughs> yeah, Aqua was always great. Even against pros, he was dropping 1.3s in like yeah. field and stuff. He's always been good. Mm-hmm. Um, then three announced EU teams or like early teams. Gizmo, Harry, Denza, Vortex, uh, Lucky, Journey, Super, and Yako. So kind of the Spanish team there. And then... Eric Boom, Maple, Furious, and Wee Man. Those are three juggernaut squads for EU. Uh, the reason I know they're juggernaut is because I recognize every name and I don't follow EU challengers super closely. And I recognize every name. So I recognize them, but I don't really know like the besides like Gizmo. I've heard about Wee Man. And Harry. Harry was a uh, he played for London for like a stage last oh, year yeah. as well. That's right, yeah. And obviously Vortex has been around forever. BO3, I remember even Vortex being around in. And he's been like dominating challengers for a while. Yeah. And EU, and then that that lucky journey super Yako that's like part heretics, um, almost yeah vamos from Bo4 <laughs> like that team's good. And then I know Eric Boom, I'm pretty sure was disgusting last year. And I know, I mean Wee Man's been around forever. Wee Man was on that Bo4, um, pretty sure he was uh, on that units team in Bo4 that made the run at champs. Oh yeah, I, I was thinking of Singularity, but nah, not that no, one. I'm pretty sure Wee Man was uh, on the like the Joe rated Cami that squad. Yeah, yep, yep. I think he was on no, that squad at champs. Coming back, yeah. Um, but those are some interesting challenger teams. It makes me uh, excited for their season to get kicked off because it usually kicks off a little bit before uh, the CDL. But those are some good teams, some interesting teams. Going to be a funnier in challengers again, like always. Yeah, I don't really know Eric Boone, but I always see him on the Vanguard leaderboards, top 250. And I always heard of him finishing like top four at EU challenger events. So I, I know he's he's got to be pretty good. Yeah. All right. Now that's about it for the news. Um, 
do you want to move on? Last week we did your top five maps, guns, players. Yes. Again, move on to, to mine. We're gonna have you make some guesses this week as to what mine are. Uh, we'll let Always. you pick up. Which one do you want to start with? We're gonna do. Uh, let's do your players first. I think right. I did, we did players last week for me. Last. Yeah, I think we did players last. Yeah, I feel like okay. Um, everybody. But, I mean, everybody should know pretty much the one. I feel like the one and two are like pretty obvious. Uh, I have an honorable mention. I'll just say that one right away. My honorable mention. As weird as this sounds, is Celio. Nah, nah, nah. Only players Celio? in the league. Celio uh, was my honorable mention because I like I used to like get annoyed by Celium and like BO4 because I like literally he looked like he was hacking based on his POV. And like I obviously knew he wasn't. He's just disgusting. But like watching him, it's almost annoying to watch him because he's too good. Like we always yeah. joke, like if Celium starts a map five and ten, just wait till the end of the map, he's gonna be positive. He's like he literally can't go negative on a map. He's just so good. Like, it's gotten to the point where I used to not be a fan of Selium because he was almost too good, but I've changed because he's so good that I like can't help but respect him and tip it. So like, he's in my honorable mention. Yeah, just like when we talked about when he would be negative, about eighty percent of the time he'd be positive by the end of the map. He's he's unreal. He's the best player. He was he was the best player in Vanguard. He's the best player in the world, in my yeah. opinion, at least. Uh, also, when we watched. Uh... Of Call of Duty League last year, he would just never die to where he should be dying. Yeah, he just always finds a way to play his life, and he might be the best ever at finessing his life. Yeah, I, I don't know how he does it, but God, he's, he's so good. And I think he's going to have another very, very good year. Yeah. And MW2. I, I, a year where Selium does poorly will like be the biggest shock to me ever. Like, if I'm when we do our middle of the season tier list, like following each stage, I'm like, completely shocked if Selium's not an S tier. Like it'll be a shock to me. Yeah. He he's like, such a grinder where she like can't be bad. <laughs> he loves the game so much. He's got so much passion for it. He's so yeah. good. But my top five, you got any maybe like let's throw a guess out there who you think I have one and then like if you have any other players you think are in there. Current players you said, right? Yeah, all currently starting in the league. One I think you have Scump. That was your one last week, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, Two. and then any other players you want to say you think I have in there? Uh, you probably have Attach, maybe Afro, okay, maybe Bant. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Listeners are going to be disappointed if you don't get one of the people that I have in there for sure, because they all know who my favorite player is, and you haven't said them yet. I'm blanking. <laughs> you don't I'm gonna like be, it. I'm gonna be Nobody so like mad. I'm gonna be so mad when, I, <laughs> when you say it. All right, you ready? Because you did it like extreme. You got like three of the five players actually. One of them I can't believe you got like uh so at five I have Afro. Um and people yep. that are listening aren't gonna be shocked because la- like last offseason you would have thought I was Afro's agent when Kyle and I were doing <laughs> the podcast. Like I was a stand for Afro. I said he's gonna be a top five sub in Vanguard and I he had flashes. Um and I just like love the way I love his aggressive play style and I think still he has a lot of potential that hasn't been unlocked because he hasn't had a great team around him. And I think this year he has that great team. So I'm a huge Afro fan. Four, I have another guy that you said, Attach. Um, wait, wait one second. Do you have Zero in there? I do not have Zero in there. Okay. <laughs> I like Zero a lot, though. He would, he'd would he be towards the top of my players. Um, attach, Mr. Will be one. Yeah, I mean, Attach is mostly because of he's like the ultimate 1v1 player, and anybody that knows like the way I like to play COD, I love Search and Destroy. I like pride myself on being good at Search and Destroy when I play, and that's what Attach is, so I really like him. And mm-hmm. he's just... The most clutch player. It's hard not to like him. Three. I have one of the players you didn't guess. Illy. Oh my god! How can I think of Inder? <laughs> kind of the same thing. Like he grew on me recently. I used to always watch his streams back in Bo3. Didn't think much of it, and then like he's the same way. He's just an S and D guy, an S and D grinder, and that's like that is my thing. I love breaking down S and D. I love watching plays in S and D. I love coming up with strats in S and D. I love clutches in S and D. I love everything S and D. So Illy's up there for number three because yeah. it's kind of like the face of S and D in a way. I should have um, guessed that one. Number two, one of the other players you guessed, I have Scump. Uh, I have Scump two, too. Scump. Because, I mean, it's kind of, I feel like everybody, even if you're an optic hater, you kind of have Scump in your top because, like, he's yeah. one of the reasons we all watch competitive COD. Like, he, he carries the league on his back, let's face it. he When we put Scump in a title of one of the podcasts, it gets the most clicks. Scump gets the most clicks on YouTube for competitive COD. Like, he is competitive COD. It's kind of hard not to have Scump yeah. up there, at least as an honorable mention. And then number one, do you have any other people that came to mind? Current CDL. Number one. Uh, mm, 
I'm gonna go with Abizi. Nope, Kenny. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> my favorite player in the league, Kenny. It's been funny story about Kenny when he came out of the scene in World War II. At first, I was like, I didn't really like him. Like TK won right away, and I was kind of <clears> like, I don't really like. Eh, I'm not a big fan of this team. And then like everybody loves Chino. I like Chino, and then all of a sudden, like how disgusting Kenny was. I just like. He had like a swaggy play style. Like he was just came out of the scene. Like he played a little bit in AW, then was underage, so he couldn't play. And then like he just had like a ego child swag to him in World War II. And I just like loved him. Then he was on Hunter T, which is an org I really like. And from there on out, it was just like I'm a Kenny fan, and I just kind of have always said he's my favorite player, and I'm sticking to it. Kenny number one. That's a pretty good top five. It's like, and obviously, if you're listening, I don't know how well I explain this. this isn't who I think is the top five players league. My top five favorites right now, and I mean, if we do this at the end of the year, it might switch around. There might be one player I just like fall in love with this year, but as of uh, now, those are my, my top five favorite players. Not Dave, all time. Dave it was all time. Petty, maybe? Ah, Dave Petty. <laughs> no, not a starter. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, that's for sure. Um, if it was all time, I'd switch some new names in there. Aches would definitely get in there. Nature would definitely get in there. The two guys that really got me into competitive COD. Aches might be number one if we go all time. I love Aches. Um, Eddie Cakes. Yeah, but that's that's it for my players. What do you you want to do? Pub maps, comp um, maps, or guns? Let's let's do uh, pub maps because I I don't know if I'm going to get a lot of these. They're like okay, so I'll say pub maps. If you want to make some guesses, two of them are two of the most iconic pub maps specifically of all time. One of them is also very iconic, but or two of them are also very iconic, but maybe not games that you'd like think of right away. And then one isn't really probably not many people have it in their top pub maps. One of them is kind of off the wall, but there might be more that I didn't think of, but I put together this list kind of fast. So like maybe if I sat and thought I'd, I'd think of something else. Um, yeah. But I have well, like a couple honorable mentions before you want to guess. Uh, all right. I have like, I think it's called Array in BO1, the one with the tower. Oh, that okay. I, I just like talking about a lot of my favorite pub maps go back to BO1 because it was like the first COD I really played. Played so, like, I have really good memories of it. I know they're maybe not the best maps, but I like Array. People don't like this map, but I loved playing Jungle because I was just such a bot. I would camp on that little top tower oh, on the side great. on Jungle. That is a good one. So, I liked that one. Um, some other honorable mentions, like basically any BO4 map, but I just didn't feel comfortable putting them in there for pubs. I like a lot of BO4 maps. Um, right, be- before we go to the top five. I want yeah. to share a story about Array and Black Ops when I played uh-huh. when I was a bot. <laughs> so I loaded, I loaded into Array, Black Ops One. Actually, I didn't load into Array. I loaded into a custom games, which well, I, I know you're gonna say. Custom games at first. <laughs> I press start the game. I'm playing against actual AI players in Black Ops One on Array, and I thought they're real people for like the longest time. <laughs> I was combat like, trading. I was so dumbfounded how I. I was like, how am I starting this game? Like, well, why am I starting this game? You thought why you were the best player in the world? Yeah, I thought I was the best player in the world. And then I realized it was just combat training. And yeah, kind of, kind of, you know. You got your ego hurt a little bit? Ego hurt a little bit, but <laughs> hey, got, got to practice, right? I actually remember, I like, I remember you telling this story before. And I also remember, like, we found a clip. Because you, like, your Xbox account, like, you basically, like, lost the password to, like, your original one that you shared yeah. with your brother. And like we went back and like how you can look at people's Xbox clips. I remember we went back and we saw you had like clips on your like file share in BO2 of you quick scoping, and we were like, oh my god, you were kind of nasty. And then we looked and it was all like the three arc clan tanks and yeah. you were quick scoping bots. At the time, I didn't know three arc you know, meant the, the AI players. That, I was just yeah, so that. dumbfounded how I, I could just you know start the actual match instead of like a countdown timer. My memory of Array was. Uh, me and my friend back in the day would do these things where we'd like set the kills to like 200 and then we'd try to go 200 and 0 um, by like oh, yeah. camping on a map which like obviously like now I, that would be effortless like it'd be so easy but you gotta remember like this is BO1 I'm a little kid I suck like I can barely shoot straight like I'm not good and we would go in the array tower and we'd set like claymores and stuff or, like C4s on the ladder and one person would like lay and watch the ladder in the flank and then one person would lay out front with the sniper and we'd try to get to 200 kills before we died yeah that, I think we that's fun. I think we did that on by uh, Nuketown one time. Which yeah, that's like we... those are some of my favorite memories. That's technically not like pubs, but like those Bo One memories like that. Doing that on every map with one of my buddies is like something I always yeah. That's like such a fun time in my head. Mm-hmm. All right, 
you got guesses for my my actual ones i mean there, like i said there are a couple very obvious ones one i don't think you're gonna get even though it seems obvious but um, what do you think i got number one number one um fire range okay any other guesses in my top five probably nuketown oh wait maybe nuketown one fire range two okay maybe uh fringe in there maybe terminal okay I'm just going off right now. I'll say, okay, I'll say my five in a second. Terminal is actually one, like, I'm not a huge Terminal fan. People, like, it's, like, their favorite map. I like Terminal, but it's not, like, yeah. my absolute favorite. I, like, I like quickscoping on it, but, like, Terminal actually, like, isn't one of my favorite maps, like a lot of people. But number five, this might change if I had more time to think about it, but I actually put uh, Dome okay, from MW3. And I know for you, that's your number one. That's, like, your yeah. love of any map. I know that, but MW3, like, I actually never really, like, owned the game for a while. I had, like, uh, BO1, and then MW3, I would go to Redbox. I was a little kid every weekend with my mom and rent it for, like, a long time until I got it on Christmas. Yeah. I was a little kid, and I, I would rent it at Redbox and play it, and I, like, I loved it, and I would play, like, the 2v2 face-off mode with my cousin. Oh, yeah. Um, those, those are pretty fun. The one, yeah, one The one with, like, the me. map with the ship and stuff. Yeah. Like, I loved that, but, like, Dome from MW3 is, like, the one I remember, like, playing, like, Dome 24-7 and, like, uh, playlists like that. Four, I have one that you guessed, Fringe. Um, a lot of people know, like, competitive-wise is probably my favorite map um, of all time, potentially, like, right up there. I like that one a lot from BO3. I have Summit from BO1, just because, like I said, a lot of my best pub memories come from Summit. That is, that is a good one. And, like, like, a lot of people don't love BO1, but, like, you got to remember, it's like any whatever your first COD really. That's like my first full time COD. Like whatever yeah. your first one is, you kind of have better memories and like Summit. That that was especially, like a map that I loved. Especially me and uh, not Black Ops Three and W Three. Yeah, and then number two, you got one and two right after you uh, uh, after you revised it. Number two, I have Firing Range, and I really wanted to put it at one. I might. I am actually going to switch it. I'm going to put Nuketown mostly specifically from Bo Three. I love Bo Three Nuketown at number two, and then I'm putting Firing Range at one. Because, like, BO1, yeah. like I said, Firing Range. And then when it came out in BO2, I also loved it. I believe it came out in BO3, and I loved it. Firing Range, for whatever reason, pubs-wise, I just absolutely love that map. Then Nuketown I have at number two, because, I mean, it's Nuketown. It's probably the most iconic pub map of all time. Like, even people that don't really play COD have probably heard of Nuketown. Yeah. Like, it's just iconic. But I feel like Uh-oh. I feel like Nuketown, Firing Range, Dome are pretty common, but maybe, like, Summit. And I feel like Fringe is really off the wall for pub maps for people. Yeah. Also, the about summit. There's, there's something about the snow when you just play it. It is pretty good. Yeah, snowy maps like, like there's like settings on maps like, for whatever reason when it's a sandy like bland map like Desert Siege or something. I don't like those maps as much like in general. Yeah. A map design might be good, but like I don't like the aesthetic. Like I like snowy. I don't really love like a rainy map either. Like I like snowy or like a vibrant like beach or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I like those kind of maps. You just have to play it. Yeah, pretty much. I I love Summit a lot, and a lot, there might be a lot of people that haven't never played it because that's a pretty old map, and it hasn't. I mean, it's been remade a few times, but like the OG yeah. Summit, a lot. Not a lot of people might have played because I. I mean, that game's pretty old, like 2011, 2010. I think, yeah, I think it was remade in uh, Black Ops Four. Yeah, I think you're right. It probably well, was think... remade in like Bo Two as well yep. at some point. Probably. All right. Then um, you want to do comp maps now since we did pub maps? Yeah, let's do comp maps. Um, I think you're going to know what number one is. It's a repeat from my pubs ones. And then the other four are all new. I have a couple of honorable mentions though before you guess. I put Seaside from BO4. I know a lot of people hate that map, but I don't really like control on it. But Seaside Hardpoint, I think if you could take any map and mode combo um, besides Tuscan Search, Pre-Patch, and Vanguard... Uh, for our team that we play ranked with, I think Seaside oh, yeah. Hardpoint might be our best mode ever. Like, we did not lose that map. After we learned it, yeah, we did not. Did not lose like that our map. setup on the P three was like full sixty every time. Yeah, and like we were so like we would always have crazy comebacks and like I don't know Seaside was just always super fun. I know it's not maybe like that one of the best maps, but for me personally, having fun playing it individually, like our team was unbeatable when we played that map, and I just love it. And then Infection S and D is my other one because. I love S and D, and for whatever reason, like I was dropping fifteen every infection, fifteen plus. I just like love that map, but I know it's maybe not one of the best, so I've got a mm-hmm. different top five. But 
You got any guesses for top five? Um, uh, Stronghold. That's not on there, but I really considered it. I didn't love Stronghold S and D enough to put it on there, but I did like CTF on Stronghold. I don't know. I didn't love Hardpoint as much as some of the other BO3 maps, and I didn't love yeah. Search. So I, I, it's like close. It's like that honorable mention level. London Docks, maybe, maybe some. No, I got no World War Two maps. No World War Two. It's uh, all. Are you can see. Let me look at them. They're all Treyarch maps. Okay, uh, so probably like Fringe, maybe Evac or Breach. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And then I'm blanking. I can't think. You got a lot already. Frequency I off now. I didn't put frequency. That's another one that's on like any like basically any BO3 or BO4 map is basically on the edge except payload. I hate that map. Oh, you um, should put that one. Anything like BO2, BO3, or BO4 was like all in consideration. That's like pretty much my competitive history. I I wish I played more AW and I'd probably have some AW maps on here. Um yeah. but at five I have Evac. Loved Hardpoint, loved Search and Destroy. I like the little water run spots, even though they're cheesy. I thought they were fun. I uh, love yeah. Uplink. Standoff at four. Um Okay. It's one of the few maps I really like CTF on. I was never a huge CTF fan, but I like it. It didn't play as well in Cold War when they released it just because of like sprint time to points, but like Cold War on or geez. Standoff on BO2, like incredible map. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um Breach was my three on BO3. Uh I love playing Breach Hardpoint. I loved Breach Search. I like the snipe spots and stuff. And even Breach Uplink and Capture the Flag were also pretty Uplink good. Spots. Oh, yeah. I just love those type of maps. Yep. Over the over the houses stuff. And I got at two, I probably have everybody most people's number one. I've raid. I mean, I think yeah. it's objectively probably the best competitive map ever made. Yeah, probably. It's it's just a fantastic map. It, it plays well in every game it's ever put in. Uh and then fringe is number one for me just because fringe hardpoint, fringe search, fringe uplink, fringe CTF. I love them all for some reason. I was just dropping numbers in that map, and it was just always my favorite map. And in my face, it's my favorite map in my favorite game, so it's kind of hard to not put it one. Fringe might be like the most well-rounded map through pubs and competitive. Yeah, great pubs map, and was there for all four modes in competitive, yeah. and all four played well. Yeah, that might be like best ma- all-around map there is. It had like yeah, in Hardpoint you had a good mix of like breakable hills, and then also you had some hills that could really be muddy hills if you rotated well. And then mm-hmm. in Uplink it was balanced; like one side wasn't super dominant. Same with CTF, and then Search and Destroy you could go to both sites relatively evenly. Like you could play both of them, and like there was good pinch lanes to hit, and like I don't know, it was overall just like good snipe spots, good Uplink spots. It was just it's my favorite map. Every time you every time you say Fringe, I just think of the the one be through from Brad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be a story for another time too. Just like our friend going on twenty seven, that'll be a yeah. story for another time too. That's a well. We were playing like a top twenty five GB team. Yeah, and my cousin, like who was that. in his first Call of Duty, was playing on our team, and he clutched a one v three versus a top twenty five GB team. Granted, like this is like the worst kid you've ever seen in pubs clutching a one v three versus a, like top players, a top twenty five GB team in round eleven. He clutched it to win a series on GB when we were like not very good, and this team was like incredible. Um, I did. I just know that team's still salty to this day. They talk about, just like we talk about him clutching that to this day. They talk about losing that to this day. They were like, we lost they to this bot because yeah. they were way better than us. They yeah, they were way better. But <laughs> all right, you ready to move on to guns? The last thing before we wrap up the pod. Yeah, it's top five guns. And these are across. I didn't specifically think of competitive, but just to like where my mind goes in COD and how much I like competitive. It's. I'd say four of them are definitely more focused on competitive, and then one is fully pubs. Okay. Have any guesses? Um. Well, I'll probably guess the VMP is one. Maybe okay. the VMP uh, M8. Okay. Um. I, I think I'm. I'm. I. I. I know your one is maybe, but I don't want to say at the moment. Okay. Maybe a. Maybe a SOG. Black Ops 4. Okay. And... I think I know what your guess for one, and I don't know if you're going to be right, but you've been pretty good so far. Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> all right. Honorable mention, it's the most bot gun of all time, but the Enfield from BO1 is my one honorable mention. Hey, that, that was a really good starter gun. Just because I talked about it a little bit last week, but when I first ever played COD, it was Nuketown 24-7 weekend on BO1, like my first time really, really playing COD after I was just always playing Halo. And... 
I step on and I just randomly pick a class and it was the Enfield and I didn't like I was such a cod bot I didn't even know you like I was used to Halo you just spawn in with a gun and you just go you don't create a class so I didn't even know you could create a class in cod I just spawn in the first thing my cousin clicked on for me was Enfield so I just started using the Enfield running around and I knew it, it was a bad gun in comparison <laughs> to a lot of guns but I just like got it max leveled and I thought it was like super good for getting a max level even though I was going like triple neg every game yeah. and I just was running around using the Enfield so that gun has like just great memories for me um then number five, I've got one of your favorite guns, the Maddox. Oh, that's such um, a good gun. This one's obviously more competitive based, but uh, I just love the Maddox and is maybe maybe the best competitive gun ever. Like in terms of like actual like what is the the best? Like, like the it be- could do everything. It was like, it was like a yeah sub in an AR. It was like better than the SOG in that game at killing up close, and also like almost as good as the ICR from like long range and unstoppable from mid range. Like. Even after it got like nerfed mid year, it was still insane. Yeah, I, um, I I remember when they nerfed it for the for one day where it just shot straight up, well. <laughs> where it shot straight up, and then it had to toot it down. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, but I have Maddox at five. Four is the one gun that I have that's like completely pub focused. It's the ACR from MW three. That is loved, such a good one. I love that. It was like the one gun that I would just like keep on leveling up and then like prestiging or whatever to like not have gold on it anymore when you like got a max you could get gold and i would prestige it or i can't remember what was that what it was you could prestige it uh i think you know if you if you prestiged in nw3 you would lose all your gold guns yeah i remember i don't know i would look i would always use the acr though i would just always use the acr from nw3 like i loved that gun uh and that was kind of like i didn't actually know that that was the best gun i just randomly like clicked on it probably back in the day and i just like kept using it it was super good so i just kept using it i didn't obviously maybe know that it was like the best gun in the game but i love the acr for mw3 then at number three i have what i think you thought would be number one i have the mano oh i <laughs> thought it'd be number one the mano really war did. from bo3 i feel like i'm probably pretty unique in having that in my top five compared to a lot of people yeah but, like that gun like People like towards the end of the year and stuff started using it as meta when like in the banner protecting the CWL, but I was using that thing from day one at competitive. Yeah, like, you were. That thing was shred. Past BO3, like I really ran a sub basically in every title, but I was kind of more of a flex and even a main at times in BO3, and I was obsessed. I thought the mano, like I was like, screw the MA, like I don't get kills with it like I do with the mano, and I just use the mano and I would shred people and search destroy. It killed so fast. Mm-hmm. And like when people wouldn't ban rapid fire on you and you could just put rapid fire on it, I would shred people with the mana. Yeah, rapid fire or high kill. Like it definitely could be in consideration for one, but maybe recency bias has me with a different gun at one. Um, but at two, I have the VMP. I that, loved that, the VMP. That is a great gun. Although now I can't even go back and BO3 and enjoy it anymore because they nerfed it like post after like IW was out. They went back and like nerfed the VMP for some reason. It was like two years after it is like, well, we'll, we'll nerf this for some reason. Yeah, no, I can't like go back and like even shoot bots and have the memory of how much I love that gun. It's like a lot worse. Not like the CUDA is better, but the VMP in its time, the 40 bullets in the clip, insane in pubs, insane and competitive. So fun to use. Super mobile, but also plenty of ammo shot fast, but not crazy recoil. Just great gun. Yeah. And number one, I have the SOG post patch. The pre patch SOG kind of sucked when it wasn't hit scan. That thing shot pebbles. Once they made the SOG hit scan, I think BO4 post patch SOG when it became hit scan, I think is the best I've ever been at COD. Like in a specific, I think that's my peak as a COD player. I think I was really? insane with a SOG at the end of BO4. I think that's the best I've ever been. At. That's why I kind of I love that gun. The SOG is a very good gun post patch. You probably weren't having that much fun uh, pre patch. <laughs> No, I was in hell. Well, you guys all got to use the Maddox, and uh, our friend Josh got to use the ICR. I was using the pre-patch SOG that shot pebbles, and it wasn't as fun, but I even still like enjoyed the gun enough at that time. But then, once it got patched, I felt like that's the best I've ever been. Like I would shred... It was like, I would take no maps off from just frying people. Yeah. I loved that gun. That's probably my number one. And it was super fun to use in pubs as well, but it, it shot super straight too, and like it felt really mobile for that game, and I don't know, I just I love the SOG. Mm-hmm. That's funny you didn't say about when you after the the post patch uh, song, you saying you probably you said you were the best you think you ever been in a COD. Yeah, that's why I feel like with the Maddox when I played that game. That that's why we are when we played at ranked. That's why we were so good at that point. Yeah, because like we had our friend Jorge, who I I hadn't played COD with him much before. He didn't really play that much, like Black Ops Four. 
Well, he was incredible with the SOG too. Yeah. And then our friend Josh, who always plays main, was probably maybe at his peak of playing too with ICR, and you were probably at your peak ever with the BO4 Maddox. And like, we that was like our best game by far. I don't know if we'll ever be that good at a game again. Like, we were incredible. We, we wouldn't like, I remember on the that game, like, I was still in college at the time and stuff. And like, we were playing, uh, like, opening night, just playing like, um, GBs. And like, we were like, when we lose, we'll get off. And like, I basically played through till I had class the next day because we wouldn't lose. We just like yeah. literally wouldn't lose a map. And like, oh no, it was the opening out of when League Play came out. Oh yeah, yeah. We like started, like I got done with class. It was like 3 p.m. We're like, let's hop on. We all hopped on. And like, it was straight through to like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. I'm like, yo, I got class at 8.30. Yeah, I like didn't sleep because we didn't lose the entire night. We played like 14 hours straight and didn't lose a single match on League yeah. Play. That was like, I that that game, BO4 is the, some of the most fun times I've ever had in COD. Definitely. That shit was so fun. All right, you got any other honorable mentions or something you want to mention before we wrap it up? Keep this one maybe a little shorter, a little bit under an hour. Um, not really. I should. I, last week I should have said ACO over a gun in my top five, but that's about that's about it. ACR MW three. Oh yeah. Also, if you think the MW two ACR is better than the MW three, you're crazy. <laughs> you're just the ultimate MW three stand, though, so that might be biased. Oh, it's way better. Trust me. Well, wow, people might have to debate that. If you get to this point of the podcast, you go debate with Brock down in the comments. Tell him what your, what your opinion on the two ACRs. What one's better? Although, I think there's a rumor that the ACR is going to be an MW2, the new MW2 as well. I think there there is a rumor about an ACR, like a version of it being in the game. So I'll be interested to see what that looks like. I mean, either way, it's going to kill in two bullets. So yeah. that's kind of how this game works. But I'll be interested to see what that looks like. Just if I hear the sound of the ACR, that'd be kind of iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, ACR so silencer? Nothing else? You got nothing else? Um, I'll wrap it up quick. No, I don't got much to say. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching this one. If you enjoyed, like always, leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Um, obviously, uh, we're on the road to 800 subs. So we know we say it every week. It's kind of the slow time. But comment down below uh, some of your top fives if you got to this point in the video. Comment down below any of your thoughts. Roast me for my top fives if you don't agree with them. Obviously, it's just my opinion is not like I'm saying those are the best, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on them. If you guys are on the audio platforms, be sure to drop a review on there. Um, drop a follow, drop a like, whatever you can do. That's going to do it for this one. We'll see you next week with maybe some news, although it's getting really dry on news. We'll maybe talk about some news. Um, maybe come up with a new segment. Maybe we'll do so you guys can get to know more of Brock's opinions before we get onto the year. We'll do like a, a call of duty tier list of all the games, maybe maps or something. Maybe we'll do something like that. We'll find something to do next yeah. week, but that's going to do it for this one. What's Let's up? do the Vanguard tier list. Oh, God, man. <laughs> if you guys want to see the Vanguard tier list, comment down below. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm scared to get back into that because it's been so long, but we can yeah. maybe do that. Um, but that's going to do it for this one, and we will see you guys in the next one. Thanks for watching, everyone.